0: Okay, this is the podcast for our final project for Ethnic Studies 005 uh, Asian American Studies. Our main topic is how the idea of the model minority and other positive stereotypes negatively impact the lives and culture of Asian and Asian Americans in the United States of America. Just get through some definitions now. So does anyone have any good definitions for positive stereotypes? they are different from other kinds of stereotypes.
1: Positive stereotypes is basically like, it's similar to a stereotype, but it's said, like it's meant in a good way, kind of. For example, uh, for positive stereotypes, some people might be like, oh, you're Asian, you know, you're good at math. And that they might think, oh, yeah, it's a good thing that you're, you're good at math. But In fact, not everybody is good at math, like everybody's different, you know, and not everybody's good at math, and if you stereotype like Asians as being good at math, it's still a bad, it's it's not very good.
0: Yeah, that was a pretty good definition. It's more of like just a favorable belief that is supposed to be, you know, complementary, but ends up putting up this kind of sort of standard upon a whole group of people, puts them onto expectations and such. We did talk about Asians being good at math as a stereotype. What are some other stereotypes for Asian Americans that are considered positive stereotypes? Anyone have any other examples of positive stereotypes for Asian Americans?
2: Um, I think that, like, the Asian Americans are smart, uh, like Erica says, and like, women are uh, hardworking and uh, love their family, something like that.
0: Yeah, I hear that a lot where Asians are often considered more educated than other minority groups, but really only an individual can be evaluated on their intelligence. What would you say the definition of a model minority stereotype is?
1: I would say like a definition of the model minority stereotype would be like how some people say all Asians are like what Ningma said earlier. They're like, you know, well-educated. They all go to college, get good jobs. Whereas like other uh, minorities might not. And they like, they compare each minority and that, for example, Asian Americans, like, as a model for other minorities to follow, yeah.
0: Kind of used as an example against other uh, minorities.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, like, why can't you guys be like them, you know, and it's pretty pretty harmful and puts a lot, not, not to mention, it puts a lot of expectations on Asian Americans or other model minorities yeah definitely
3: um i agree with eric i forgot which reading this was mentioned in but um asian americans tend to be more successful community and one of the readings talked about how they're often compared to like black communities and it's kind of like oh why can't you be as successful as they can be when they started from nothing they came from a whole new country to the United States and were able to succeed.
0: Yeah, that's another example. I think the reading you're talking about is weaponizing our invisibility. Uh, Shireen Ravisran, it's not the right way to say that name, was talking about how using that stereotype was a tool to maintain control over other minority groups and how uh, because Asians are invisible In racial conflicts, their invisibility is used to weaponize against other minority groups like uh, blacks and such, essentially the state can become anti black justify their anti black claims, because of these uh, model minority Asians. Do you think that certain positive stereotypes can encourage people to see succeed, or do they always set them up for failure.
1: For, for me, I think that in a way, positive stereotypes can be, it, it like kind of drives you to maybe do better or get get a higher education whatnot. And yeah, so that, that can be a benefit, I guess you could say.
0: Is it a healthy motivation
1: though? It, it definitely can be harmful because a lot of times you're just comparing yourself to you know, other people, and that's just not healthy mentally. Like, if you're always comparing yourself to other people, you're, there's, there's always gonna be people who are better than you in some way or another, and pretty unhealthy mental wise. Yeah, mental-wise.
0: yeah I, I agree with that. My mentality on it is positive stereotypes kind of raise the bar of expectations. So, when an Asian is good at math, it's not because of that Asian's uh, specific individual's math skills, it's because as considered the expectation for Asians to be good at math. And when an Asian is not good for ma- at math, they're considered an outlier among other Asian-Americans. So that sort of positive expectations makes it so the failure of not being good at math stings a lot more.
1: Yeah, I have to agree with that. <laughs>
0: So, in a way, you could say that positive stereotypes kind of depersonalize Asian Americans, Mm -hmm. but how exactly do they do that? How do like positive stereotypes take away an Asian American's individuality?
1: Like It's kind of like what you said earlier, like uh, how when uh, someone is not good at math, right, and how people see Asians as a whole as being good at math and they don't see like the Asian person as who they are and everybody has their own uh, uh, strengths and weaknesses and if you lump like all Asians as being good at math you're not for example you know you're not seeing like
2: Mm. everyone environment is different Uh, like for me personally uh, because I'm not the active type in class, like, uh, the answering the question like that. Um, I would tell myself that I was Asian and there is, was nothing wrong with uh, my silence, uh, like that.
0: Very well put.
2: Um, I
3: think that positive stereotypes depersonalize Asian Americans because then there's these expectations that they have to meet and so everyone, like let's say white Americans, white Americans are probably going to think oh, this is what Asian is like with the smart stereotype. And so if they don't live up to those expectations and like, mm, wait, let me rephrase that. I'm sorry.
0: You're talking about the expectation of those stereotypes and how they can be detrimental, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think a good outward example was Andrew Yang. He was a candidate for Presidential election, but he wasn't getting any attention. And in order to try to grab the attention, he started to lean into these Asian American stereotypes that Asians are these calculated, smart individuals who can make good choices. And he got a lot of backlash on that because you don't want to encourage these sort of stereotypes in the community. You want to make sure you want to really encourage individuality among. I mean, Asian Americans, more fascinating thing is Amy Matsu's paper, she talked about how Chinese and Japanese Americans are actually more educated than whites, but they still receive less of an annual uh, income than whites. How do Asian Americans allow this sort of subtle discrimination to happen, even with the positive stereotypes on their side?
1: I don't think I really understand that uh, question. Like,
3: so
0: statistically, there are there is a statistical that Japanese and Chinese men in the 60s were more educated than white men. Yet at the time, uh, Japanese and Chinese men were getting less of an annual income compared to white men. So my question is why why were these how did these uh, positive stereotypes of Asians being smart actually negatively impact these Chinese and Japanese men in the sixties?
2: I think um, this phenomenon appear around me since I'm a Chinese. Um, I have dinner with uh, several Chinese-American graduate students. Uh, they tell me they have the hard time getting job because there's so much competition. Uh, These Asian-Americans have no chance of getting a good job unless they are better than another race. Uh, like that.
0: So you think that uh, Chinese-Americans are discriminated against during the job searching?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it definitely makes sense discrimination towards Asians seems to be a lot more subtle and under the table than discrimination under other minority groups, encouraging that they are, yes, smarter and such, but we're still going to hire the whites because we're more comfortable around them. Do you think the removal of this sort of positive stereotype will help the Asian Americans face that sort of discrimination?
4: Hi, so you said, you said uh, the question was the positive, removing these positive stereotypes would, would that benefit? Yeah, it
0: would help remove the discrimination.
4: Um, I want to say both yes and no, but removing said, you know, positive stereotypes, it's no longer like putting down other Asian Americans who do not live to that stereotype already. For example, the positive, so-called positive stereotype that one may say is, oh, Asian Americans are very good at math. They are very good at school and all of of the above. By removing this stereotype, it's no longer putting them in this category, making Asian Americans not feeling pressured to do so good in school to live up to this stereotype. At the same time, I think removing this stereotype could probably also cause a negative effect because it could probably bring other things into play. Like you never know what other stereotype could replace this already so-called positive stereotype.
0: That is true. There's always seems to be another stereotype that pops up when another one's disproven. And I think what's important to understand is how the roots of these positive stereotypes come about. Is my inference that positive stereotype of Asians being good at school is because they were raised in a strict household, but I know that 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 doesn't apply for every Asian household. So sometimes these positive stereotypes can have uh, a very dark root to them, so to speak.
4: I agree. And even within the community itself, it could also cause a lot of, I want to say, mental health issues, feeling like you're not good enough, especially like trying to live within this stereotype. In this community, we're like, oh other people are saying that Asians should be good at this. So maybe I should be like this too. And like trying so hard to live up to that expectation could also cause a lot of mental health issues stories yourself. And that's also probably why there's a lot of, I believe in a lot of Asian American countries, there's a lot of suicide rates for that same reason, this trying to live up to this stereotype. I think even positive, so-called positive stereotypes could be very harmful for that same reason.
0: No, i agree completely raising the bar of expectation through a stereotype often causes people to fall below that bar and it's only set for asians and not for everyone
1: like that bar somehow it it always keeps on getting higher and higher and you you can never you know reach that bar because the the bar keeps changing you know yeah
0: sounds like uh people can imagine this perfect stereotypical Asian in their head, but that Asian doesn't exist in real life because everyone has their own flaws.
1: And it's like, you're never good enough. And yeah.
0: I think yet again, even if you do set to that bar, wouldn't you say that positive stereotypes do dilute an accomplishment, make it seem lesser than it actually is?
1: Yeah, I would say that like,
0: I remember specifically in high school about, it was in my math class, obviously, and there was a quiet Asian kid in my class, and everyone would always compare our own scores to that Asian kid's score whenever we had a test or something. And looking back to it now, it seemed really insensitive and such because it kind of set that Asian as a standard instead of a person. That's why I'm glad I took this class
4: yeah i mean coming like coming from that what you said that little story you just said i think it's interesting how even non-asians can contribute to the stereotype without even really knowing like I think you know
0: non-asians contribute the stereotype the most because they don't know what it's like to be asian
4: exactly they don't i feel like they don't really know anything they they're doing more good than harm when it's really the opposite it's like oh uh, this Asian kid did really good on the test. Like, wow, you're so much better than I am. But then once, you know, maybe they, they had a bad day, they, you know, didn't study enough for a test and then they get a bad score. How would the kid it, themselves feel, you know? Yeah. Coming, going back to like the positive stereotypes, it's like never feeling like you'll ever be enough. Exactly. And it's, it's such a difficult feeling I think there's a lot of positive stereotypes, and I guess I want to say they come from a good place, but I, they just do so much more harm than good. And it's, it does so much harm, even inside and outside the race, the population. And it's very prominent in media, it's very prominent in real life, in classrooms, and in just moments you never think you will ever realize.
0: Yeah, and I think the main issue of positive stereotypes is they still compare people. That's the biggest problem with any stereotype is just comparison without really getting to know the
1: individual. And in that regard, I think within some Asian American communities, they they kind of believe in the positive stereotype because they always compare, like, for example, uh, you, a lot of Asian parents they always compare their own children to a better Asian, you know, children, child, right? And it kind of it it can be found within uh, the Asian American community as well. And I think something can be done about that to uh, change the. Uh... So you want more of a
0: change between traditional Asian values and contemporary Asian values? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I agree, even Asian Americans themselves can perpetuate these sort of stereotypes. I've heard that a lot from, just Asian parents being strict and always trying to uh, push their kids beyond the limit. And Asian Americans do tend to be very isolated and solidarity compared to other ethnicities. Do you think that sort of um, solidarity impedes Um, the progress of Asian-Americans, or does it help them become more individualized?
1: I think in a broader sense, it could um, be uh, a negative in regards to like seeing Asian, like a particular Asian-American as an individual, because again, you're just lumping that person, let's say, into the like Asian-American community or
0: yeah i think that sort of kind of feeds into these model minority stereotype where the asians are always considered quiet and they don't they seem indifferent about the sort of discrimination that happens towards them i personally think that the solidarity is extremely harmful to the asian american community because that sort of comparison between asian families Within the community, uh, it doesn't unite them at all. Kind of makes them sort of nemesis instead.
1: Especially with a lot of uh, our Asian American, uh, or Asian parents being from Asia, you know, they're very competitive over there. And once you know they're in a Asian American in the Asian community with only Asians, their competitiveness just kind of spurs each other on, and it, it just keeps. It's ongoing. Yeah, definitely.
0: Do you think that the model minority affects other ethnic, ethnical groups too, other racial groups?
4: Yes, 100% yes. Because by Asian Americans, is model minority, not only are they being harmed by, you know, obviously them trying to live a expectation, but it's also other you know, other ethnicities trying to live up to this expectation, they're trying to be the model minority as well. Like from Latin Americans or Hispanic people in the U.S., they're treated like their stereotype is, as Donald Trump says, they're dirty, they're murderers or all that, as opposed to Asian Americans being the model minority. It's like, it's a huge difference between these stereotypes. And I feel like other races, other ethnicities here in the U.S. are trying to compete to be that perfect stereotype as well. So by having this harmful model minority stereotype on Asian-Americans, it's harming everyone. People are trying to live to the expectations and then at the same time, other people feel like they aren't good enough for this expectation.
0: I, I agree completely. It feels like the model minority doesn't really affect only the Asians, but that sort of stereotype is being imposed onto other minority groups as well. I think that tearing down the model minority stereotype one will help not only the Asian American communities, but also help uh, the other communities as well, allowing the other community, uh, racial communities, to basically form their own identities, instead of to have have to follow this sort of perfect uh, stereotype typical identity. Uh, speaking of communities, do you think that it's possible to call someone not Asian enough to be? Included into the Asian American community, somewhat, it's a term that I think I looked up in one of my papers. It's called a Twinkie, which and someone who is quote unquote yellow on the outside but white on the inside. What What are your thoughts on that sort of stereotype? I
1: think, yeah, that I think that does happen. That can happen. especially like you see like a like like abgs or i don't know like some asians are called like whitewashed right yeah yeah and i feel like if you're too into you know another culture per se uh a lot of times you don't you don't uh you're not necessarily accepted into Asian like you know traditional uh, culture or whatnot. I think uh, an important thing is also like growing up a lot of Asian parents don't teach their children like uh, the their the Asian culture anymore and because because we're all trying to assimilate we're all living in America right and we're all trying to assimilate into america and try to like have this image maybe of a minority like the positive stereotypical images so in order to have those i feel like we kind of throw away uh like our traditions and traditional cultures out yeah yeah i I totally agree
0: it seems to be a thing that was really popular for well, popular is the wrong word, just common among immigrants in the 70s. It's just all the immigrants trying to become more Western instead of holding on to their own culture. And even though I'm I'm not Asian, my dad is an immigrant from Egypt, but he never got to learn Arabic because his family wanted him to learn only English for America. And I, I wish he learned Arabic so he could teach it to me and such. That's like a part of my heritage that I'm going to lose forever. And I'm sure other Asians feel the same exact way or Asian-Americans, I should say.
3: Um, Was the question discussing like communities and um, did you say how, uh, go ahead. It's
0: talking about assimilation into Western culture and how that can sort of whitewash uh, Asians into what's referred to as Twinkies or yellow on the outside, but white on the inside.
3: Oh, because I was just going to mention like how communities will always have like this um, level of authenticity that they will need to meet in order to be like part of that community. And um, I think this week's reading actually talked about it. I think it was Dr. Margo. And um, she was just basically talking about how um, she had trouble identifying with two different communities because she's biracial. And like um, Eric said, um, different generations will also have Trouble with the authenticity because, like you said, um, newer generations will try to fit into more American standards and they're going to end up losing touch with their um, culture.
0: Yeah, it's always sad to lose touch with culture. And I feel like the communities do change over time in terms of the authenticity and how our values do change over time. I like to think that the Asian American community today is a lot more welcoming than it was decades ago. So do you believe that the lines for a community should be more rigid to maintain that sort of culture or should they be more uh, more grade to allow as many people in as possible?
3: Um, I don't think they should be rigid because then it kind of just leaves people that want to identify with that community out. And so by accepting more people, it allows all generations and like all types of like biracial, it allows them to feel welcomed.
0: Oh, absolutely. There's also a lot of ethnicities that encompasses the term Asian American and they, they would like to see them all be unified and under one community while maintaining their individual cultures. Well, oh, we can talk about uh, microaggressions. So these are sort of compliments. Well, they're intended to be compliments they're, but they instead change into uh, insults. For example, one is, oh, your English is so good. I'm impressed by while well you speak it. And how do these sort of good intended compliments end up becoming racial microaggressions?
4: I think a lot of people who say these microaggression stories Asian Americans, they don't realize what they're doing. I remember in high school, I had a chemistry teacher, and he had a very strong accent. And a lot of students would make fun of him for that or even say, oh, like, I don't understand him at all. Like, how is he supposed to teach the class? When really, it, it wasn't difficult to understand. These are just people who don't want to try to understand. They give these microaggressions saying, oh, I don't understand him. Like, his accent isn't that big of a deal. He's a very smart man he knows what he's teaching, but people refuse to listen to him just because of his heavy accent, which it wasn't really that hard to understand. So these microaggressions you know, spread around the school and a lot of students were saying stuff like that and it really hurt him all of the time. Awful. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. And I just, I think that people don't realize that these are microaggressions. I don't even think people, a lot of people know what microaggressions are and how they harm people and especially for a lot of asian americans there's with especially with the older generation of asian americans a lot of them have these accents and people refuse to listen to them for that same reason you see a lot of people mock their accents like on tiktoks when they mock vietnamese accents in nail salons and people mocking you know chinese accents when it comes like from movies and stuff i think these microaggressions can get really harmful because then you see somebody who was probably born in the United, United States not have an accent, they're like, oh, wow, you speak English so well. It's like, what, what do you mean by that? You know, Are you saying that I speak English very well because I was born here? Would my, would my words mean less if I wasn't born here, if I had an accent? So microaggressions can be very harmful and a lot of people don't even realize that. They don't take the time to learn what microaggressions are. Yeah.
1: I also think uh I think that plays a like I think that plays a big part in it is that when they see like an uh, Asian person, they kind of categorize them as Asian and they have their like a stereotypical, you know, views on them. Like maybe uh their English in is not going to be good for example or or whatnot and they don't they don't like meet the person as an individual you know because each individual can be good at english or not so great and they don't initially meet them as like just a person they see them as the overall image like a like an asian person you know yeah yeah
0: kind of saying how they have pre-perceived stereotypes Mm -hmm. on that person and the compliments kind of have that sort of backhand feel to them.
2: Yeah, like Erica said, for me, because my poor oil English, I worry that another will make a negative comment on me. so So sorry.
1: (laughs) It's really not fair to... No, it's not.
0: I think the biggest problem with these microaggressions is it's A lot of times it stems from ignorance instead of ill will. Like I believe someone who can be really kind hearted might say a compliment like this just because they're naive or they don't know the implications of what that compliment really means, which makes it hurt even more.
1: Yeah, a lot of people don't know. And I think it also
0: stems into uh, sexism as well. A lot of people say Instead of just saying, "Oh, you're good at this, they would often end the sentence, "Oh, you're good at this for a woman, implying that you know, women are somehow lesser than men in doing certain activities or physical activities and such. Do you guys know any more of these sort of uh, microaggression uh, compliments? I think one I hear a lot is, "Oh, you're so tall for a nation. I think we should uh, conclude the podcast here with our names. So I'm
1: I'm called I'm, I'm Eric Chang.
3: Anima. Mr. Yoon. Heidi Martinez. Thank you for listening to our podcast.